Thanks for joining another episode of Imperfect Parenting with a Perfect God. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. That sounds amazing to me. How about you, friends? Doing this parenting thing alone is hard, but the great news is that we are not alone. We have an amazing, perfect God who can guide us, carry us, take our burdens, and give us rest when we are weary. His burden is light, but the joys of parenting are many, and He has made you the parent of your children on purpose. So let's see what God has to share with us today. Thanks for joining me. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Imperfect Parenting with a Perfect God. It's been a few, hasn't it? Uh, I've been pretty busy with some other things going on and not that I haven't thought of you often, but my life has been pretty jam-packed lately and I'm trying to unpack it. Have you ever had seasons like that? I'm sure you have, but God's calling me to unpack a lot of it and get back to where he wants me and I am trying to follow his lead and be clear on what he wants me to do. And so here I am back with you where I love to be. And I wanted to talk to you about the word battle because that has been the word on my heart and on my mind for the last two, two and a half weeks. And I'm starting to understand a little bit more about it. And I wanted to share an amazing opportunity that I had last night in my state and uh, how it relates to my opportunity to parent my children. So stay tuned. Let me start by defining our terms. Well, I really only have one term to define here and that's the word battle. So according to Oxford Languages Online, just a simple Google search, battle is defined in two ways, as a noun, a sustained fight between large, organized, armed forces. And as a verb, it's a fight or struggle to... Na- oh, sorry. To fight or struggle tenaciously to achieve or resist something. Or it's to engage in a fight or struggle against. I find these two definitions very interesting. Very interesting. Now, you might be thinking I'm talking about battling my kids. And I... Sure, there's been plenty of those here and there, small and big. Well, not too many big ones lately, but um, there have been plenty of those in the past, that's for sure. And I anticipate a few more in the future since, you know, we're all still alive. We're all still human. Battles will happen. But this has definitely been a fight against the principalities and powers. And so I'm going to put that under the category of the large organized armed forces because God definitely has large organized armed forces, doesn't he? He has his angels, he has us, and he has everything set up on purpose. He has his army, right? And when we come under his salvation, we become part of that army. But we need to be constantly arming ourselves. 
because like the Israelites, we are super forgetful and will become weak if we do not continue to train. I mean, look at the army, for example. We have plenty of armed forces, but I'm going to pick on the army. Do they go to boot camp and then call it call it even? And they say, all right, we're all set. Now we're ready. No, they continue every day to mount up, to keep their bodies fit, to, I, I would say eat right, but I don't even know really what they eat in that mess hall. Um, but they definitely bulk up <laughs> because they are physically active. You know, they're doing how many push-ups a day? I can't even, I can't even do one. Um, they, they do hundreds of push-ups a day. They walk, they march, they run, they lift weights, they pra- practice battle. They, I mean, gosh, I don't know. I'm not in the army, never been to boot camp. But they also have tactical training. So it's not just physical, it's mental, it's strategic. So they are constantly training, constantly. They are ready. They are making ready their fight. So they're organized. And the same thing goes with us. We need to constantly be ready. We need to constantly be training. We need to constantly be reminding ourselves of what the enemy might bring at us. We need to be prepared with the knowledge of the truth so that when the lies come, we recognize them. It's a lot like those who study um, counterfeit money. They don't actually study the counterfeit money. What they study is the real money. They study U.S. currency. They, they memorize it. They, they know all the details. And they know the truth. They know the true currency. So that when the false currency comes across, they recognize it immediately and call it out. And that's the same with us. We need to recognize the truth and be so intimate in detail with it. We need to know the word We need to know God's heart because that way when the enemy tries to come in, because he'll just sneak, he's not loud, he's quiet. When he sneaks in, we need to recognize it. We need to be ready. We need to be prepared as part of God's army. And it's very interesting that the verb talks about um, to achieve or resist something. What are we trying to achieve as parents well, part of our preparedness in this battle is to be fighting on their behalf because they're not ready yet. We're also there to help them to know how to prepare because they're only with us for so long. And so they need to leave with a tool bag. They need to leave with experience. They need to leave with um practice with training so that when they're out there as adults in this wild world we live in and we're and they're, and they're fighting against the principalities which they do while they're under our roof as much not not maybe not as much I don't know I mean who knows every kid everyone's life is different uh, but they're gonna fight against them while they're still under our roof and they're definitely gonna be fighting them the rest of their lives out in the world and I don't know about you, but I don't want to send my kids out there without armor, without tactics, without strategy, without training, without wisdom. <laughs> it just means we'll just throw them out there and, um, I don't know, let a car run over them because that's just, it's, it's very dangerous to not be ready for what the principalities and powers are going to throw at them. 
make them aware, make them ready, make them know, help them to know the truth intimately so that they can recognize the opposite and they can fight against it. They can battle. I mean, God's already, ha- God already has the victory, right? We, if you haven't read Revelation, read Revelation. God already has the victory. Spoiler alert. But help them to know that. And help them to know that he is the one to fight with, to be with, to be on his side. Allow God to go before them and they'll have victory. Where God goes, they go. If God says, don't go, don't go. Um, I know, I feel like I'm all over the place with this, but I mean... If you read through the Bible, it's it's all through the Bible about this. Um, so many people, so many accounts in the Bible talk about fighting and battling enemies. And some of it's territorial. Some of it's Satan. Um, but it's all the same thing. Being ready and listening for the Lord's guidance in every battle, big and small. Because uh, the enemy will definitely use small things to build you up and draw you away from God and draw our kids away from God. But it's up to us, while they're still with us, to help to redirect and pay attention to when they are being drawn away by the enemy and help them to see that. Because whether you're a new Christian or not, you have more life experience than they do. Uh, and you hopefully have more maturity than they do. <laughs> I know for a while it was very questionable around here whether I had more maturity or not than my kids. That's for sure. Um, and even now, I mean, gosh, I watch my oldest and I'm just amazed at how what a beautiful girl she is. And not just on the outside, just her heart, her level of wisdom, uh, her choices, her desire for intimacy with God is beautiful. And it always has been. I mean, gosh, since she was a toddler, I remember overhearing her have conversations with God in her room and being completely jealous because being a new Christian myself, I didn't even know how to do that. And I was honestly, I was quite jealous of, of the fact that she could do that, that she already knew God. It was like, she knew him from the womb. I mean, she's never had a moment. She's been baptized, but she's never had a moment. I don't think, I mean, I've talked to her about this and she's like, I don't remember ever just choosing God. I just remember I've always been with him. And I'm like, you know what? I, and I saw that as, as a kid, as a baby, maybe not baby, but as a toddler, you definitely, it was obvious that she already knew him. Like she was just born walking with him. Now, that doesn't mean she wasn't born a sinner, of course. We are all born sinners, and we all have to make those choices. But I think for her, it was just so natural and so easy, which is awesome. It's awesome. Um, my other one still fights with it. She's still you know, fighting the good fight, but she's fighting. And, and, and I, I encourage her to wrestle with God, with, with her choices, with... Um, with her, with what she want, he wants for her. It's not that I want her to be disobedient, but I think that her faith, when she finally takes hold of it and takes hold of, she believes she's also been baptized by her choice, not our, not our forcing. Um, we give her space for that. Um, but I think that when she really, truly decides to embrace and an intimate relationship with him, it's going to be so deep and so beautiful. 
She has the wisdom. She has the tools. We're giving her all these things so that when she's ready to, or maybe when she's just mature enough to get it, it's going to be all in. It's going to be awesome to see her just grow with him. She's got the rest of her life to do that, right? We don't push them into a relationship with God because you can't do that. You can't do that with our kids. I mean, we can't do it with ourselves. Like we can't, I can't make you believe. I can't say, hey, you know what? I'm seeing you are not hanging out with God every day. You need to do that. I'm going to put it on your calendar. I'm going to put it on your schedule. I can't do that to you. <laughs> no, yes, I, I, can, I can encourage my own kids to have some Bible time, have some God and me time. But that's part of the tactical strategy. That's part of the training. And they're under my roof, so I can, I can encourage them in that way. Doesn't mean they're actually going to do it. Man, I hope so. But I know that there are some days where one of mine tells me that she did and she didn't. Because she thinks that that's going to satisfy me. Um, but I do pray that that's not the way that she's going to go. And so I continue to encourage. And I continue to allow space for her to wrestle. Because we all have to wrestle with God and things. I've had plenty of issues where I've had to wrestle with him. And he waits for me. He waits for me to get there. He waits for me to get to a place where I see things from his point of view. And what that takes for me is studying the word and really diving deep into what he has to say in different situations. And all of a sudden, sometimes I'm like, oh, I see how that, how my thinking has not been lining up with your thinking. And now I understand why X, Y, Z, whatever it is. I'm not going to get into all the details uh, because some of it's a little controversial. And right now that's not where I want to go. But I'm starting to see some things on his side that I used to argue with him constantly about. In fact, some of it kept me from being a Christian because I completely disagreed. And there are millions of people out there that feel the same way about the same thing. And now that I'm looking at things from God's view, um, standing on his word and really understanding his heart for things, that it's all from love. My heart breaks for some of them because I'm like, I remember being there. And I just pray that they get through it and they give God a chance. They just give him a chance. And that's what I'm hoping for my kids too, that they continue to give God a chance. So the scripture I want to actually dive into, believe it or not, I have a scripture for today that this was all based on. um, But the scripture came later than um, the word battle started coming into my thoughts so our, our, this is actually our memory verse from this previous week. And um, so let me just read it because it's funny to read it. First thing I thought of, of course, was from a parenting perspective. But I was actually going to teach on it yesterday. And our class ended up getting canceled uh, because, of the we- because of weather. We have a lot of snow and ice going on up here in the northeast. But um, I didn't get a chance to. So I teach the high school or I lead the high school students through their Bible studies. Uh, hopefully, I teach them something here and there when I do my little intros and uh, closings. But anyway, so I was doing the intro, and we were going to focus on this. So here it is from Hebrews 13, verse 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. 
Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. The more I I copied this memory verse, because I copy it down a bunch of times, and then the more I read it, the more I think about it. Of course, the first thing I thought of was, yeah, obey and submit to me. I'm your leader, and I am trying to care for your soul, and I'm trying to help you understand God and his word. Um, and, you know, let me do it with joy. I like this. This part is actually my favorite part. At least it was at the beginning. Let them do this with joy and not groaning. Um, because it will be of no advantage to you. Man, I don't know how many times I've said something like that to my kids in their lifetime. But it made me laugh because I'm like, see, it's true. It's in the word. See, just just let me love parenting you. Don't frustrate me by being pain in the butt. <laughs> don't disobey me. I mean, come on. You You know. You know the rules. You know how this works. Why can't you just do the right thing? Come on. How many times do I have to say this? I mean, it's it, don't frustrate me. It doesn't help you. It doesn't make a case for you. It just makes me want to tell you no or take things away from you or remove privileges or take you away, you know, ground you from social media. Oh, not on social media, but ground you from electronics and video games and then ground you from friends, and which actually never really works in this house because we're extremely social. So we're going to go see our friends anyway, and that gives them opportunity to play. So really no point in that, but grounding from electronics works pretty well around here. Um, anyway, so I'm thinking, I say this to them all the time. Just, just follow the rules and, and turn your heart toward God and, and to me and submit to me and be obedient. I mean, there's, there's no advantage to you doing the other thing. There's no advantage. It's not, it doesn't behoove you in any way. I don't know how it satisfies you to lie to me. Or to sneak or, you know, whatever it is that said child might be um, doing that is, you know, frustrating me and going against the grain. But I just thought, okay, how can I look at this actually from not a parenting perspective? I mean, I know this is a parenting podcast, but I actually really tried hard to not um, prepare my teaching from a parenting perspective because it's, that's so easy. But man, they hear all this, I'm sure, at home. They don't need to hear it from me again. I know my kids hear it all the time. But how can I how can I do this in such a way that it's about God, not me? Because that's what we're there to to watch over their souls as those who will have to give an account. Um, now I didn't look up the scripture. I know that there is another scripture that Paul writes about we are all gonna have to give an account, especially leaders. Leaders are going to have to give an account for how they led others to God or away from God, that is, and teachers, and which is a form of a leader, um, teachers and preachers are going to have to give a, a, a more detailed account about that. So I'm not just going to be contending for my own life. I'm going to be contending for those that I was caring for, and not just my kids, but those around me, adults too, adults who do not know Christ. How am I watching over their souls? When God puts somebody in your life that doesn't know the Lord, but you can see they're hungry for something. How are you contending for their souls? How are you guiding them? Not that you're necessarily going to be the one to lead them to Christ, but what seeds are you planting? 
You're planting seeds in your kids' lives every day. What seeds are you planting? What seeds are you planting around you? Are they going to land on fertile soil? I don't know. That's not really up to you. But God can do anything. And God can make that soil fertile. Pray for that. Let him do his miracles. He's amazing. He can do anything. He's not a box. Don't ever put him in a box. He is not limited. God can do anything. If it's for his will, for his purpose, he will do it. So I had an awesome opportunity last night. So speaking of battles. So I don't know how much about this you've heard. I'm sure you have. But there's uh, a little bit of a revival going on in our country. And it's amazing. And it's really, God's really like zoning in on Gen X. I mean, sorry, that's me. Gen Z. (laughs) Um, It's a beautiful, beautiful movement to see because these kids are hungry. And they're coming out of a, a whirlwind of confusion in society, in the world, telling them all kinds of things that are not of Christ. Things that are not in line with God's word and quite frankly, the opposite. The enemy has really stirred up the pot of confusion in this generation. And it's so hard to just be a human these days in this generation. And it's, oh, it breaks my heart every day. And so seeing God do this, stirring up their hearts across the country in campuses across the country and in churches across the country, is beautiful and I just pray that it keeps going until he he gets all the hearts of Gen Z because they need him they're searching for something and they don't know what it is and I think it is apropos that the movie the Jesus Revolution was released at this time it was already scheduled to be released at this time before this revival started happening because God is good God is perfect. His timing is awesome. It's absolutely perfect. And I feel like this movie came out just at the time when he was going to move again like this. So (laughs) praise God for that. That's so cool. It blows my mind every time I see him do something like that. Just gone. My mind just, I'm just floored because he's so good. But we have a local church that is, is, has been, they have been worshiping 24-7 since last Sunday, and it's beautiful, and you can just go, and you can worship God, and you can pray, and if you need healing, you can get healing, you can just, it's so awesome, but we got there last night, we went to see the Jesus Revolution movie, which was amazing, and then we decided afterwards we were going to go to that church because we hadn't been there yet. Uh, let me preface this to say that the church we go to is amazing too. And I feel like every Sunday is a revival at our church. I mean, it's just since the, the day we visited the first time, it has felt like that. And we that's why we were drawn to it because we just could feel the presence of the Lord every Sunday there. And we just feel like we walk away with a refreshing of the Spirit. So it's not for lack of, of being filled with the Holy Spirit and being having opportunity to worship Him. Uh, the way he is worthy to be worshipped. But we wanted to check this out. We have quite a few friends actually go to this church. And my daughter, especially my oldest daughter, really was hungering to go to this church. Um, she was fresh off of a, a youth retreat uh, that was filled with the Spirit. And um, she's just on fire right now for God, which is awesome to see as a parent. This makes my heart so happy. And um, I feel like God is covering her, which is what we want. <laughs> 
That's our goal, right? That, that they have a relationship, a strong relationship with God. So we went and, and it was beautiful. And we just walk in and we just feel the spirit moving. Uh, but we got there as God's timing is always perfect. Shortly before they did an altar call for young adults and older teens, which my daughter falls into that category. And so she went up along with about 20 other kids, young adults, people, whatever you want to call them. I call them kids because they are still kind of kids. And they all prayed for their generation in a different way. And then we had an opportunity to pray for them too, which I don't normally do that because, um, I don't know, I'm more of a small crowd, intimate prayer kind of person. Uh, not because I can't talk in front of people. Obviously, here I am talking to you. But I just, I prefer, I feel like I feel like I have more eloquent words. Um, not that it has to be perfect, but I just feel like the words come come. A lot easier in smaller groups. It's more intimate. But God was stirring an idea in me, part of the battle. So I went up and I just prayed uh, um, about Joshua, about them being like Joshua in the Bible, about when they go out into this world, you know, they're going to be facing battles and they already are facing battles every day in this world and that they would be like Joshua, that they would wait on the Lord and they would go with the Lord they would go where he prompts them to go, that they would go with his battle strategy. Because when Joshua went without God, when he went with his own wisdom instead of instead of God's, he failed and lost lives, lost people, didn't get the land. But when he went with God, oh, the sweet victory, oh, the beauty, oh, the power. And he was deeper in relationship with God because of it. So I prayed that over them and a few other things. But that was just what God was just stirring that in my heart. Part of this whole battle thing. It just keeps coming up. And I have more stories, but this is more related to my parenting. The other ones are more about me. It was really cool. And then the um, the pastor or the speaker, I don't know what position he holds at that church because it's not my church. So I don't know the people there. But he was actually praying over them after uh, calling them the Caleb generation. Because Joshua and Caleb, I don't know if you've read this or not yet, but this account, Joshua and Caleb led the Israelites into the promised land because they had faith like nobody else. Their faith was in line with God. They trusted God. They believed that God already had the victory. And so God blessed them to lead the people into the promised land. And because so he just prayed a, a faith like Caleb over that generation. I thought that was so beautiful to call them the Caleb generation because they're in that kind of a battle. They're going to be going into the land that God has promised them, but they're going to have to face giants. They, they, the sons of Amalek were in the land and they were considered giants. These kids are facing giants, but with God, they have the victory. So let's help them to know God and to make him known in the world because with God, they have the victory. So let's do that as parents. Let's teach them how to read the word. Let's give them opportunity to study the Bible. Let's talk to them about it. Let's pray with them openly. Don't just pray in your room about them. Pray with them. Model that. 
Teach them how to pray. And if you don't know how to pray, find out. Learn how to pray. I actually did a series on prayer. Go back and listen um, and see what you can glean from that. And if you need, I have a, I actually wrote a booklet about prayer, different, all kinds of different prayer. I'm happy to email that to you. Just contact me. I'll email it to you. It's free. It's, it's, um, it's a start, right? You got to start somewhere. Pray with them. Read the Bible with them. Model what being obedient is, being obedient to God. Confess to them when you're not obedient, they need to see that too. If they see that they think you're perfect and you're always obedient and you never screw up and you never fail God, they are going to feel like they are not enough. Don't let them feel that. Let them know that being flawed is part of being human and part of following God is unfortunately stumbling and and then repenting. But they don't let them leave your house without knowing how to repent. And what that actually means, it means turning away from your sin, truly turning away from your sin, confessing to God and turning away. It's hard, but it's necessary. It's commanded. That's so important for them to know. They need to know that they're going to screw up a lot, but that there is a way for them to come back to God and get right with him. That is so important. If you haven't done that yet, I would encourage you to start. It doesn't mean they need to know all your intimate details. You know, be appropriate. But man, my kids know when I've screwed up. Um, I'm very open with them about that because they need to know that this world is flawed. They are flawed. They are sinners. But that there is always a way with God. So Lord, I just pray for this generation of parents that they would know how to lead their kids to you, that they would be filled with your wisdom, that you would give them the way. You are the way. You've already given us the way. You give us Jesus. But help us to model that for our kids in a way that is practical, that is followable, which I think I just made that word up, and that's okay. But you know what I mean, Lord. Help us to continue to Show our kids what it's like to have a strong relationship with you so that they can do the same when they go out and start adulting and facing these giants that they're going to face and that they can stand true in your word and that they won't fall to the enemy because you have them in your grasp. We thank you for that. As parents, that's the best thing we can have to see as parents is that you hold them in your hands and you won't let go. And I just pray for that generation as they enter this world as adults, that they would be prepared, they would be trained, and they would know how to continue to train and be ready for what you have for them. I pray for a great calling on each of their lives, that they would sow seed for you throughout their lives. It is in your son's precious name I pray. Amen. Sorry, this was a bit of a long one, but there was a lot to say. So I just pray that you would have an amazing day, amazing week. Go forth, love your kids, love your God. Get in the word, stay in the word, pray with your family. And have a great week, guys. Love you. 
Hey friends, if you haven't checked out Izzy Drew Lane's shop on Etsy lately, there's a lot of new stuff we've been adding. I have been having so much fun trying to create inspiring t-shirts that are super soft and comfortable because I know the value of a very wonderfully loving, comforting t-shirt. When you put on that soft, flowing shirt that just makes you feel almost like you're in your pajamas. I mean, that is the best feeling. I love a good t-shirt and I only pick out the best for you guys. I've got some sweatshirts on there, some long sleeves on there, and there's plenty more to come. So make sure you favorite that shop. We've got our comfort creatures over there waiting for new homes for your friend, for your little ones, little weighted soft fuzzy buddies that they can keep in their pocket. They can adopt into their family, give them a new name. We also have all kinds of great slime kits on there made by my daughter. She's incredible. She loves to teach people how to make slime. And so now she makes slime kits for your kids to now make their own slime kits. So they all smell amazing, true to the name and fun little fill-ins that go in there to make them shine and all these little um, designs that they can search for. They can almost be like a, a find me kind of a tool, uh, toy as well. So get on over to Izzy Drew Lane's shop on Etsy. I'll put the link in the show notes and check out all the cool new things we've been adding lately. Thanks for stopping in. Thanks for favoriting our shop. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Imperfect Parenting with a Perfect God. I am so glad that you joined us today. This is so much fun to be able to encourage you and remind you that God loves you and wants to partner with you in your parenting journey. Remember, he made you the parent of your kids on purpose. If you like this episode, please, please take time to rate and review it so that other people can find this podcast as well. I'd really appreciate it. And I think so would other people who get to be blessed by this. And share it with friends and family that you think it would bless too. Let's spread the word and let people know that God loves them and wants to be with them each and every day in their parenting journey. Thanks for stopping by and I hope you join us next week.